T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome in to Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Thanks so much for listening. Wherever and whenever you're listening, it's probably beer o'clock, and we've got a lot of good stuff coming up for you right here on the podcast starting right now. Welcome back into Beers on Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. We are doing another In the Brews. In the Brews. In the Brews episode today, as there was, this is not the newest news, but it is something that we need to discuss, and uh, we will talk about it. Ninkasi made a major move in the last month or so that is going to change, in some ways, how they do things. So we're going to kind of dive into that a little bit, and there's a couple other little tidbits here and there that we'll get to as well throughout the podcast. Remember, you can find us all over social media. I'm at MikeLynch27 on Twitter, Patrick's at PDD085 on Instagram, and then podcast-wise, you can find us on Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and 1080thefan.com. Every Thursday around 4 o'clock is when we post this bad boy. Last week's was fun. The week before was fun. We've been on a good roll of fun podcasts here. We have. We have. We've been pretty lucky. And I've been excited to do this in the brews because I texted you this article about a month ago and I was like, let's talk about this. This is really interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're going to get into that here in a minute or two. But week in beer to start, I will begin. I had a really, really interesting IPA from Hub that was like a cactus pear fruit cactus something IPA mm-hmm. and the second I saw cactus on the label I went I'm going to try this because that sounds interesting and I've never had a cactus fruit and it Color was me interested it was really <clears throat> really really different it was not an IPA in color it was very ambery in color but it was quite tasty and it was a fruit that I've never had before so it was a flavor profile and a beer I've never had before mm-hmm. and it was quite tasty it was it was really good that's really rad um let's see I've had what have I done? I've ha- I've had a bunch of new beers lately. Um, I tried the new Block 15 Animal Cookies, which is, tends to be a beer that I really enjoy. It is like true hazy this year, not like Block 15 hazy, as we like to say. Uh, was not a fan. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. You out there listening that like hazies, you might dig it. Um, it was not something I particularly enjoyed, which is made me a little sad because I really liked that beer in the past, and I'm always really excited. The can art is awesome, uh, but definitely try one of those. Uh, another hazy I tried uh, is Fuzzbox from Barrelick, and it was really good. I think you've mentioned that you have. Have that. I already said that? I again? think you might have said well, that. Well, then yeah. I've had it again. So <laughs> if that tells you anything, then then that beer is pretty and I, cool. I did have the Ecliptic Starburst IPA, which I. Is that what it's called, Starburst? Mm-hmm. Which I had never had before, and we talked about this yesterday, but I'm curious what you guys out there think. So I was, I got it on tap, and it came out, and it looked hazy. See, that's surprising to me, because it's not a hazy beer. Well, that's what, I looked it up beforehand, because I'm now doing this after my rant a couple <laughs> podcasts ago, and trust me, it has happened again and again and again, every yeah. time. Label your hazy IPAs or hazy pails as hazy or New England style, please. So I know what on earth I'm drinking. Yes. Please. It gives you a bad rap if you don't, because then we will blast you on this extremely successful and prominent worldwide podcast. Please, I'm we begging will, you. You will get buried. I uh, 
I saw it after looking it up because I'm like, okay, let me double check to make sure. And online, it didn't say anything about hazy, and I got it and it looked hazy, and I went, are you freaking kidding me? And I got a huge 22-ounce or two. I was like, Ooh. mug of it. And I took a sip. It did not taste hazy. It was not a hazy beer. It was super dry hopped. It was super nice and uh, hop forward. I don't know why the color was that way. It could have been, you know, near the the end of the the tank, you know, which which can be a little hop haze. Yeah, some stuff like that, you know. So it could have just been the bottom of the keg. I'm scarred as now. Well. I'm scarred. Anytime I see a hazy beer that I'm not expecting, I'm look. We even had good hazies recently. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. We had the one at Lewitt. You're talking about the one at Bear Lake that you've had. I had one. I forget which which one it was now, but I, that I actually didn't dislike at all. Um, I'm scarred. I'm scarred by the tricks, even though I've had some good ones. And I was very pleasantly surprised, despite its look, that I liked that IPA quite a bit. Um, speaking of the hazies, I've had two other beers this week. Uh, a, a good friend of mine was fortunate enough to – I was got to run into him. I haven't seen him in a while, but he works for Sun River uh, in Eugene – or in uh, Bend – and dropped off a couple sam- a couple cans of two of their new beers that they can, but you can only get them at these pubs. One is Parks and Rec, W-R-E-C-K, uh, which is a hazy IPA that you can only get at their Ben Brewery, um, I thought was really bad. Like, I like Sun River a lot, and I'm trying to be positive, uh, but this beer was really bad. Okay. It was a hazy IPA, but I didn't like it because—I didn't not like it because it was hazy. I just think there was a lot of flaws in the beer. However, um, I did have another one called Hey Eugene that you can only get at their new Eugene pub, which I'm really excited. I want to go see that place. Um, I'm a big Sun River fan. Is that a Pink Floyd reference? What? Hey Eugene. Um, There's Hey You. Yeah, but I was thinking of like Eugene, be careful with that axe. Oh, maybe. That'd be cool. Makes sense in Eugene. That song has the greatest classic rock whale of all time. (laughs) Of all time. Yeah, maybe it is. I'm not sure. I didn't think of that. That's a good point. Um, But it was just, you know, a a West Coast style clear IPA. It was dry. It had good upfront hop character. There might have been some Southern Hemisphere in it. Uh, It was fantastic. And I want more of it. And it's not coming to town. So maybe I will drive my little keister down to Eugene. And uh, get some more, and check out the new spot. Mm. I heard that. I heard that Sun River is interested in opening like ten locations. Whoa! Because they have three now: one in Sun River, the original spot; one in Bend, right by kind of the Les Schwab Amphitheater, right by the the original. I've been to that one, right yeah. by the original Ten Barrel, and then they just opened one in Eugene. I've heard they're looking at Boise, Denver. Uh, basically everywhere but Portland. I was gonna say close, please. <laughs> yeah, everywhere but please? Portland. Maybe we can do an episode down at the Eugene I, one. That I would, could be a, that could be a trip. But. I would love to. Um, I I think those guys make fantastic beer. I mean, they make a hefeweizen that I like, and I don't even really like American hefeweizens in that fuzz tail. The only other thing coming up for me this week in a couple days, which I'll be able to talk about next week on the podcast, is I'm going back to the great state of New Jersey, my home state, and uh, for Passover. And mm-hmm. my uncle always has local craft beer in his fridge when we go down. Uh, down the shore for that so i'll be very very curious to see what he has i know he's had i'm gonna forget the name of it it's on the top of my top of my tongue what's the brewery in brooklyn that does like resin oh six point six point he always has six point and uh now he has to shoots because uh, we brought some for him (laughs) as well i would love to know what fresh six point tastes like i don't think we get a whole lot of like super fresh six point I, i guess i can check the date when i go but the the one I had, I told you last time I went for Thanksgiving, he had it. He had resin and high res. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yep. Really, really high quality. That's awesome. Very high hop character. He lo- he loves West Coast IPAs. He's a very bitter uh, IPA drinker, so it, it kind of hits his palate 
that way and it, it was really really good quality stuff so i'll be able to tell you guys about that next week but i'm very excited because he he told us that he found another really good brewery with some good beer that was down there somewhere that i can't remember so we'll see if we go there uh and last thing i'll say that i that's kind of been dominating my life i can't i can't talk too much about it but i will let you guys know more when i am allowed to talk more about of it more more about of it more about it um there are some really cool things happening in milwaukee right now at the break side of Milwaukee. And Chris, that's, Christian Yelich? What? <laughs> and that's really the only thing, the only really thing I can say right now. But okay. stay tuned. As soon as I know, as soon as I can share more with y'all, I will share more with y'all. But it'll be, it's a pretty rad thing we're doing down there. What was your weekend beer? Let us know on the social media at Mike Lynch27 on Twitter at PDD085 on Instagram. What beers are you drinking? What do you like? And where have you tried? What spots did you go to? Let us know. Seriously. Appreciate it. Uh, Getting into In the Brews, we will start with the biggest story of the month, and that is that Ninkasi has sold a majority stake of their company, but no, they did not sell to AV InBev or Miller Coors or any of the big beer companies. They sold their majority stake to an upstart venture um, called Legacy Breweries Incorporated, and what this is going to be is it's going to be a i'm not really sure what what's the best term for this they're, a, they're building a collaboration no i i think they're building a conglomerate conglomerate i mean that has a negative connotation but i don't think we necessarily have to take it in a negative con- connotative they're, way they're they're building a a a company or they're the they're the first entrant into a company that will own multiple craft breweries or own stakes in multiple craft breweries so that you can, I guess, spread your brewery further across the country. And yeah. it's not supposed to be local. It's supposed to be from multiple locations around the country that you get these breweries. Right. I haven't heard a whole lot if Ninkasi is going to start contract brewing for some of these places. But I think the idea, at least the way they're spinning it, is that they are going to be able to give smaller breweries that don't have the assets but make fantastic products, give them the opportunity to kind of spread their wings. I think what's tricky about it is at what price will that be? This says the long-term goal, according to uh, Ridge, who is, I guess, one of the uh, one of the original Ninkasi guys. He said this is to identify independent craft brewery owners who are interested in selling all or parts of their business. So it is, it's almost like creating a mini big beer, if you mm-hmm. if you will, but it feels different because it's still run by. Well, it's run by a guy out of Yakima, but it's Ninkasi and a bunch of other breweries are going to be collaborating and sharing and all these kind of things, as well as spreading their wings a little bit further around. There is a there is a horror story about this or a warning sign about this that you said happened already. Yeah, well, I I think so. The good news is is the high ups at Nin, at Ninkasi, whether it's um, whether it's Nikos or or you know who whoever I don't know exactly who's going to sit up there, but. Um, some of those guys are going to be on the board of exec for legacy. So oh, yeah, kind of Ridge is Nikos Ridge. Yeah. yeah, they're they're basically going to leave Ninkasi behind to an extent and sit on the board of this legacy. I think what really scares me about this, and only time will tell. I do not believe that these guys have any of this intention. But if they are successful, if they start picking up breweries from all over America and start packaging into you know, multiple facilities and spreading it across. And we're going to get some great beer from the Midwest or from the South that we don't normally get. That's awesome. But if that becomes very, very successful, the dollar amount that will be offered to them 
from AB and Bev or Miller Coors will be too hard to say no. I mean, you're talking about if this is successful, you're talking about the potential of, you know, a, you know, six billion dollar buyout. Something like something we've never seen, because I think the most we've seen is Ballast Point sold for a billion. Lagunitas sold for a billion um, collectively in the two sales they did that this could open the doors, could be something great if they stick with it. I think it could be a really, really rad concept of, of helping the little guys out. But if you have too much and you're doing really well, someone's going to come in and try to snake that from you. And then all of a sudden, ABM Bev goes from owning this smaller percentage of craft brews in craft breweries in America to now a larger thing. Because, I mean, that's basically what happened with CBA. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, that's what I was going to Craft Brew up. Alliance picks up, you know, majority stakes in Widmer, Red Hook, and Kona, and then sells some of that stake into Anheuser-Busch. Now, Widmer's not Widmer's failing. Um, Red Hook basically breaks even, but Kona's doing really, really well to a point where you have two breweries that are basically not helping your cause. CBA is hoping that AB and Bev just comes in and buys them out, and I'm just really scared of something like that happening again. There are a couple other examples of these, at least in the article that I found. Uh, there's one called Canarchy. Cool name. Uh, they own Oscar Blues. They own Cigar City. They own Deep Ellum, Utah Brewers Cooperative, Perrin Brewing, and Three Weavers. I've only heard of a couple of those. Three They're, Weavers is up north. Yeah, uh, I've heard of Deep Ellum. I don't know where that is. I think that's in Utah. Right? I don't. I don't know them. Obviously, uh, I know Oscar, Oscar Blues. Blues. I've been drinking them. I've been to all of, all of their locations. Uh, well, not the one on the East Coast, but Artisanal Brewing Ventures owns Victory Brewing, Southern Tier, and Six Point, which yep. is a lot of the New York ones, yep, which we, we were talking about. Uh, so there, those are some examples, and we just you just mentioned Craft Beer Alliance or Craft Brewers Alliance that owns Widmer, Red Hook, and Kona. This has already happened across mm-hmm. the board, and I mean, in some ways, I'm sure it's successful because uh, we talk about this one, the the one in New York, Victory, which we had a beer of on the podcast, mm-hmm. if you remember. Yep, yep. That's in Pennsylvania. Southern Tiers in New York State, and Six Points in New York City. Those beers are now coming. Out here, there yeah, are more. We, we've seen victory out here. Yeah. I mean, not a mu- not a bunch. We get their 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 pilsner. We see that out here. And there was a stout that we had as well that I got. But, oh, okay. Um, I mean, yeah, but I've seen those breweries around. Yeah, we, I mean, we definitely get six point. And if that, you want six point, you got it. And that would never have happened, in my opinion, without something like that conglomeration, right. To help spread the wealth. And I, th- but I think what's tricky is something like the Southern Tier Six Point, you know merger whatever you want to say victory merger um is they've still kind of stuck with that you know and they're not going anymore to where that's where it kind of gets tricky you know like the oscar blues i actually didn't know that oscar blues is owned by a company that also owns cigar city they make great beers cigar city that's like serious black market trade stuff um i think but a lot of those guys are kind of standing pat with that and I think that's great. I think what's scary is just the, we want more, we want more. Well, if you get really big, someone with a lot more money is going to come knocking on the door. And that's that's kind of what scares me. Like Founders just did this as well. With um, They just basically bought Avery out of Fort Collins. Um, and I, I like, I really and Founders like, is Michigan, right? Uh, it's Midwest. I'm not sure exactly where specifically. I, I apologize for that. Um, I think it's really cool to see breweries kind of getting together and saying, you know what, let's because, you know, we see that in this town, you know, as you know, as as a person that works, 
you know, for a certain brewery, you're never going to hear me say, oh, don't drink Freem, don't drink Wayfinder, don't drink Barrelick, don't drink fill-in-the-blank. You're not going to hear me say that because as much as I love our beer, I love drinking other people's beers. So I like this idea of people getting together and wanting to enhance and make their relationships stronger, use each other's assets, whether it's distribution or capital or whatever you want, to make a better product, get it in more people's hands. I'm all for that. I'm just cautious, I guess, is where I stand. Uh, Legacy Breweries Incorporated is led by former Yakima Chief CEO Don Bryant. And Bryant... Yeah, YCH says this he says their plan is to purchase two more ninkasi sized breweries in the midwest and the east regions of the u.s ninkasi is the 35th largest craft yep. brewery in the country so two ver- fairly large breweries they'll be if if they want ninkasi size we will most likely know who they are right uh and then as those quote brewing hubs are established the company is also looking to acquire 10 to 15 smaller breweries in those geographies so at least according to this article, it appears as if they're trying to stay Nikasi, the only West Coast brewery, and really expand Midwest East, which, although I am a little concerned about some of the negative aspects that this could create in the future, what I will say is I very much enjoy the fact that they're going to try to include breweries in regions that are growing craft breweries or craft beer regions, but aren't popping quite like the Pacific Northwest or California is. Right. Um if you're going mid or Colorado, if you're going Midwest, if you're going East, specifically in the East Coast, you will find plenty of breweries who are doing a solid job and could use your assistance and some help with your. I mean, I, I don't know how far this will spread, but maybe you'll have better connections with hop farmers and give them better hops and yeah. uh, be able to give them tips on how to create a better certain style that they're doing not great at the moment. And maybe that helps boost the craft beer game across the country. And if we're scared of big beer, then a big beer trying to take over too much craft breweries, then it's almost as if you're creating a fight back force that is is a collective. It is not a bunch of small breweries together. Right. It is one company with a ton of, which could be up to 18, 19, 20 breweries, fighting back and saying, look at all the quality that we're spreading around in, in your big beer's heartland in mm-hmm. the Midwest and the East Coast. So I think that could be a beneficial side of it, too. I, I see that, too. I wonder, I'm also curious, you know, I think... I mean, the Ninkasi guys have been, have been doing it for for a long time. And, you know, to, to be a nothing brewery and get to 35th largest in America is, is an achievement unlike any other. And so I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know. I thought that was winning the Masters. <laughs> uh, I, I, so I don't know what it would feel like to get to that point. You know, you might be kind of bored. I need a new, new challenge, something like that. I think that's something that's really interesting that, I'd like to I'd like to sometimes sit down even if it's you know off the record and just chat with with a brewery owner and just kind of say like what would it take outside of money and like AB and Bev knocking on your door what would it take for you what kind of position would you be in to sell your brewery or to to get into an investment like what Ninkasi's getting into you know cuz it's a big deal yeah they're giving up 70% of that company now those guys now the the, the founders they're going to be just fine they're, they're going to do great because they're going to continue to work on this legacy thing, you know, and they've still got some ownership stake. But I'm curious, like, and I mean it in a positive way, what what does it take for you to be willing to give up 70% of your baby, you know, your child, your blood, sweat, and tears? Maybe it is just what you're saying. Maybe there is a bit of an antsiness, mm-hmm. a bit of a, a we've, kind of, we've kind of hit our ceiling of being a Eugene brewery that's growing independently and without selling out 
let's do something that could help us grow even bigger than we've grown at this point. Mm -hmm. Because I I guess if you're talking strictly financially, which I'm sure is a big part of it for for people who decide to sell a large majority stake, even if you still own 30, 40%, whatever it is, um, if you can join one of these things and spread your wings across the country more than you have already, Mm -hmm. even at 30, 40%, you're going to rake in the dough. Well, yeah, yeah. So, and, and you can still say, yeah, that brewery, yeah, that's mine. Yeah, exactly. I did that. Exactly. And I I, I will. I want to throw this out there. Apparently on social media, there's been a lot of push that Ninkasi sold out. Oh, they're, that- they're saying this is Ninkasi selling out, which I would say, although I understand why you would say that, because they sold the majority stake of the company, I would not put this in the same line as selling out. Yeah. Because you did not at least at this point, help big beer take down craft beer. Right. You are doing something different that is not selling out to big beer. You are selling to something that will hopefully spread craft beer and Nikasi specifically craft beer across the country, plus maybe other of those breweries that we're talking about coming to the West Coast as well. Don't don't say they sold out. I think that's wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar to what, you know, what Full Sail did. Full Sail sold to a large investment company. They didn't sell to Anheuser-Busch. They didn't sell to Miller Coors. They were employee-owned and operated, and their owners were ready to move on. And so they sold it to an investment company. That you know, I don't know if they own other breweries, but I know that they're not big beer. They're not trying to shut down Full Sail or anything like that. They don't talk trash about small breweries or craft breweries in general. And so I think that's the best way to look at it. I mean, that that's how I'm trying to look at it. Right. I mean, I, <clears throat> if I'm being honest, I'm a little disappointed just because I... I don't know if I would ever jump into this situation of, you know, this building a kind of conglomerate thing. I love the message. I love what they're interested, what their goals are for it. I think that is really admirable. I don't know if I could do it personally. Obviously, you know, everyone says, well, then they put that check in front of you, blah, blah. No, no, that's not what I'm getting at. Um, So I'm a little disappointed. But, yeah, I don't I don't sit here and go, well, never drinking Ninkasi again. Those sellouts, right. no, no, that's not fair. Right. That's not fair at all. They I, also just did a rebrand, too. They did? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that. I don't think I've seen that yet. Yeah. I guess a lot of the old bottles still hanging around the, uh, the supermarkets that I yeah, go to. Yeah. But anything else in, in the in the brews that you want to get to before we switch off to our beer of the week? Uh, something I've noticed, I think I saw Pelican is packaging theirs. I know we've released ours, but there was International Women's Day was not too long ago, and I know the Pink Boots Society and... And uh, all the all the all of their members, along with just women across the state, across the country, have uh, brewed their beers, and a lot of them are starting to hit the streets. So I'm sure you can find some more online. I, I wish I had more info on some of the best beers to find, uh, but you know, go out and support those ladies because they work just as hard. One final thing for me is we talked about this in the brewery branding one. I couldn't find it for Beer of the Week, the Hellboy series from Gigantic. Oh, yeah. The first one was the maple syrup pancake beer, which you were terrified of. It was, <laughs> trust me, it was delicious. The second one is out, and probably at this point at the time you're hearing it is probably gone in most places. It is a mole chili stout, which to me, again, sounds delicious. We should just go to Gigantic. Yeah, we could. Yeah. We could. I just know, I know they don't have food, which is always right. a big no-no to me, but we could just go to go to Gigantic. The other four that they're going to be releasing, it's a six-beer release, and they're doing it every, I'm assuming, six weeks because everything is 666 for Hellboy. Six Uh, weeks, six days, and six hours. And they release 666 cases, and each is 6.66% ABV, or close to it, I'm assuming. Uh, And they're all made by different brewers, which is why they're they're doing it this way, I believe. Citrus Whip Beer is the next one coming out, which uh, 
could doesn't, be nice. We doesn't talked, sound bad. We, we had, talked Wits last week. We had yeah. Wits last week. And then we get into the ones that kind of scare me a little bit. But uh, Indigo Blue Fruit Ale would be the fourth one. Then a Cranberry Yuzu Sour is the fifth one. What is a blue fruit? I don't know. <laughs> Indigo Blue Fruit. Maybe maybe it's like that cactus fruit that doesn't get used very often. It would oh, be okay. interesting. Yeah. I don't know. And then uh, the last one is a 9.99% ABV. It's a British barley wine. Ah. So. I'll be, I'll be passing on that one. Uh, the first three sound great. The last three I might skip. <laughs> Two of those I think are interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. Yuzu is all hot right now. It Everybody loves using Yuzu. Japanese-style stuff. Mole chili stout, though. If I can find that, that would be quite delicious. Uh, all right, so that's our In the Brews. We will do these about once every month or, or two as big news kind of pops up in the local and national craft beer world. Do you think out there that that, you're, that Ninkasi sold out? Let us know. At Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter, at PDD085 on Instagram, because we really both don't think that we would consider this a sellout in the likes of some other breweries have done recently. All right, coming up next, it is time for our Beer of the Week. It is a brewery that we both hold near and dear to our heart, but, Ooh, it, is yes. a, but it is a style that we both don't hold near ah, and dear to our it. heart. So we'll see what Patrick thinks next on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Beer of the week time here on Beers and Us with Mike Lynch and Patrick Harris. Last week was a bit of a surprise in our beer of the week. If yeah. you remember, we got a hazy. That actually wasn't the end of the world, but you know, we didn't expect a hazy. This week, the surprise is it's a brewery that we both love, but it is a style of beer that Patrick does not particularly love. Not the biggest. And uh, I wanted to see what he would say about it based on... Uh, it being a great brewery that he likes very much. So our beer of the week this week is Culmination Brewing's Evergreen Red Ale, which is, I guess, made specifically for the Doug Fur Lounge. Um, at least there's a Doug Fur tag on it, so I'm going to assume that it's made for that. 6%. Yep. And uh, does it have any notes on it, or are we just going to drink it and do it ourselves? We're just going to drink it and do it ourselves, I think. All right. That's what it looks like. So color-wise, we will start with a very, very kind of... Kind of murky. Murky red, yeah. A lot of reds, you'll get like very clear, distinct red colors. Mm-hmm. And that kind of goes with ambers as, as well. But this is a very murky looking, you cannot see through it red. Pretty good head retention so far for yeah. mine. Yeah. It's sitting on there nicely, which Yours is good. looks good. Mine's, mine's chilling out as well. It kind of, just to give the first smell. Yeah, you get a little bit of that caramely sweet red right off the top, right as you, right as you take that on the nose. Yeah. It's right there. I smell... I get a little fruity. Just a touch of it, I guess. I'm smelling something. Oh, at the very back end, I'm getting fruit, too. Yeah. At the very back end of the palate, there's some fruit sitting on there. Yeah, it makes me wonder what hops were used in It makes it in interesting. This. So this is, uh, this is a really quality red, in my opinion. Uh, this is my first time trying it, so this is Yeah, not, I haven't had this This either. is not a pre-chosen beer of the week for me. It is, I went into John's Marketplace and saw, ooh, culmination has new cans out here. Ooh, there's a red. I love reds. Um... This is this is really interesting. It sometimes reds will be really sweet. Sometimes reds will be really bitter depending on how much hops they put into it. This is very very well balanced. It is not overly sweet. I do like that there's a fruit aspect of it at the end. I like that you get some of the caramely 
sweetness in the beginning that kind of transitions into the hop stuff in the middle part of the drink. So to me, I'm, I'm very, very happy with this. Very, very balanced. Uh, I found out it is a red ale dry hopped with Chinook and Amarillo. Mm. I've seen a lot of Amarillo being used lately, too. I found this this note, which I hope is correct, uh, on Untapped, because you never know with Untapped. And I don't usually read reviews because I think reviews are sometimes really stupid. Except listen to our reviews because we're <laughs> trustworthy. Yes. Uh, but this one is funny. Uh, coniferous nose. Pros. It's a red. Cons. It's a red. <laughs> I, I thought that was funny. I shouldn't. I shouldn't be giving people credit for that, but... Anyway, I thought that I thought that was funny. So balanced to you too. This is a very very balanced red to me. It is, it's hitting it's hitting all the right spots of a of a right down the middle beer that a lot of people would like. Yeah, the hop character on it's quite nice. <clears throat> it finishes really smooth. Um, I'll tell you what, I don't love the color. I don't love how murky it is, but it, but I can get past that. Well, yeah, it, I mean, it, it tastes fine if it tastes good. Yeah, the color is just an initial reaction thing, but. If you ordered the beer, you're not going to go, ugh, send it back. Yeah, but I mean, if you're, you know, if if you're a half-red porter drinker, this beer's right up your alley. Yep, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm trying to think, what is that fruity note? I get it right at the back end. I think it's the hops. But what is there? Is there a specific fruit flavor that is given off by, uh, what'd you oh, say it was? It was Chinook and Amarillo. Chinook and Amarillo. Oh, off the top of my head, I'm not sure. Hey! You're the expert. I know. Come on. I know. I'm actually I'm actually about to spend a lot of my time getting to know hops better. I was going to go yeast, but I think I should stick with hops and then That'd be fun. go to grains. Yeah. I just need to do some more just more research, you know. I mean, there are some certain there are some hops that really kind of pop out at me, you know, like I think Mosaic's one of them, Citra's one of them, Simcoe's a big one. Um Well, you talked about better. last week Simcoe tastes like Cappy. Yeah. Petrol. Yeah, like gas. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> no, I, I'm a big mosaic fan. Uh, yeah. Citra does pop out because it's, well, citrusy. Mm -hmm. That's pretty obvious. But I'm getting, I think, a little bit better where I, I can drink it and be like, oh, I kind of recognize that flavor, but I still have to reference the menu to see what hops were used. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm not fully there yet where I'm like, hey, I kind of, I think this is this, except for mosaic. Mosaic's really notable to me. And then, yeah, Citra. Well, yeah, and I need to I need to be better about picking out, you know, like when I'm when, like when I say, oh, this is fruity or citrusy, like I'm I need to be I want to be better about being more descriptive. Like, is it more of a mango or a pineapple or a grapefruit? That's what I'm trying to figure out at the end of this beer is mm -hmm. I taste something very specific that my tongue knows what it is. Yeah, like I've had this before, but my brain is saying. Beer, mmm, mm. Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, whoa. whoa. It's not good. saying that, but I had to get it in there. Yeah. No, I like this beer. Thanks, Conrad. You guys are doing cool Thanks, stuff. Thanks, bud. You're um, cool. I mean, and this this can was canned in January. It doesn't taste old. I, never, I actually didn't see it there. I've been there a couple times, so. Yeah, didn't taste old to me. 125. Do reds last longer? I mean, anything that's not, like, up front hops is going to last longer. You yeah. just have to remember like hops are hops are the first thing to fall off in the flavor of the beer. So as long as your beer is not heavily relying on the hops, then you should be okay. Like IPAs, you don't want to drink an IPA past 45, 60 days. Right. But you know, a lager, dude, I was drinking some passion fruit sour the other day from November. Bomb. <laughs> Super bomb. Well, that's different though. If you're, if you're talking sours and like bourbon barrel age stuff, 
Yeah, that, that can well, last yeah, a while. yeah, but I mean, this is just this is just a kettle sour. This is just lacto. There's no, it's not, you know, it's just kind of your average run of the mill, you know, kettle sour, and and uh, it was great. Do we have plans for next week's podcast? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think we do either. Um, I wonder if maybe we start thinking about our next location. It won't be next week, mm, but yeah. maybe in a week or two or three. Uh, we got the music one we could do with uh, yep. Gustav from 94.7. He agreed to do that with us. That'd be really fun. We could do beer naming, which has been on the list for a mm. little bit. Yep. Uh, we could do, I mean, hell, we could do our next location episode if I get a chance. I might not to do the New Jersey area yep. for beer. Yeah. I, I just don't know. It's tough when you're with family and you've got a holiday. You're not really yeah. going to breweries. But if I go to a couple and I've now been there a couple times, I could at least try my best. To, uh, to talk about it, so you don't have to hit six breweries in a day, three days in a row, like I did when I was in Nashville, or like I did when I was in Denver. Yeah, I mean, you, you can, you can. It is highly to, encouraged. Uh, it gives you a much, much better <laughs> way of looking at it. So yeah, I'm not 100 percent sure what we're going to be doing next week, but uh, those are some of the options. And remember, you can find us all over the place: Apple Podcasts, Google Play. Uh, Tenny to the fan.com, radio.com, Stitcher, and on social media at Mike Lynch27 is me, and at PDD085 on Instagram is Patrick. I'm on Twitter, by the way. So, yeah, let us know what you're leaning towards and beers and stuff that you're drinking, what you'd like to hear. If we haven't mentioned an idea that, that you are interested in, let us know on social media and we'll, we'll add it to the list. We've got a pretty decent long list going right now to keep us going through the next few months. But, uh, yeah, Culminations Evergreen Red. Try it. Let us know what you think. And uh, don't say Nkasi sold out. Or if you did, well, okay. That's just like your opinion, man. Apologize now. <laughs> we'll see you next week, guys. This is. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.